Welcome to Mind Picker. Our weekly pods are a collection of conversations on the latest content consumed. We review movies, books, articles, poetry and series, basically any and all of creative content. Enjoy our tete tete. Welcome to Mind Picker. This is Ria and this is Sharwani. and uh, today we'll be doing a review and analysis on bridgerton this is our first series review um and uh, it's one of the most popular uh, series that have been uh, sh- show that is uh, that's available on netflix and watched and consumed by so many and discussed too much on social media uh, and both of us have gotten this opportunity to watch it lately and we think we want to discuss a little bit more on certain things that we thought were relevant to the times that we live in so here we go um yes shavani you tell me what did you feel after watching it like what was your first thought my first thought was that it got over so quickly okay and you you happy with that or you were sad did you want to watch any more of it got over soon or was it no it was not like i was happy it got over soon i think i'd like the narrative the way it made you want to watch one after the other one after the other so i wish we had more to watch yeah that's how i felt i felt like maybe it got over too quickly or something i think shonda rhimes most of the series that she has produced so far like even grey's anatomy or uh, for this mm-hmm. one for that matter is quite visually appealing and quite entertaining yeah that's true how did you feel about the series um i found it very visually appealing like for example uh, the the way it portrayed royalty and you know even the near royalty how they how they feel how they live but i thought um ki there were no no conversations beyond the ballrooms and the parties uh, yeah. for every serious conversation was happening within the party and i felt that was a little odd because royal people do have a life it's not like they they only talk during the kitty parties or evening parties or the night ones i mean there is got to be a life beyond that so when mm-hmm. um, when someone like shonda rhimes who is very very uh, popular and established um makes a show that is a period drama i really feel ki they should have done uh, maybe included other aspects of royal life not just the party and and such um other otherwise i also enjoyed the show um uh, for me the feeling was not that it got over soon i towards the end at least after mid mid of uh, second half of the show i really did not enjoy it due to a couple of reasons which bothered me so for me it was okay. not like it got over soon i was happy that it ended and i am not okay. looking forward to the second season in fact i think if they are making a second season i really would wish them to take the uh, opinions and you know suggestions given by people and i think there is op- going to be a season 2 coming out yeah 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 i hope that they do a little little more you know they look into these uh screen screen plays and you know how they characterize and too much little more into casting and understand wh- what mistakes they have done in season 1 and rectify it in season 2 i hope hmm. okay yeah now uh, since we have talked about um uh 
problems like since i've hinted on it let's mm-hmm. discuss a couple of things that i uh, wanted to know what you felt about on them so okay uh there, there is there is the scene where um i'll start with the biggest one like because this is something that um the world over is discussing but this show somehow normalized the depiction of um the the scene of sexual assault there are too many intimate scenes in this in this uh, series especially after the marriage of uh, daphne and simon you can see too many uh, intimate scenes um yeah. but you can always justify it by the fact that they are in the honeymoon phase of their life and that ought to be the reality of their uh, existence yeah. but that that's okay but the fact that uh, when she realizes that you know it's not merely a um, physical inability of simon it was not that but rather it was his unwillingness to be a father that um, made him come to that kind of a decision that he will not father her child she mm-hmm. forces himself on him there's a scene particularly of that so she what did you think about it yeah i just I thought person- maybe uh, she did that out of the feeling of betrayal i mean she deserved to know the entire truth right probably she also dreamt of having kids and a family so she also compromised a bit on her part when she decided to uh, get forward and get married to him so maybe hearing that it was only his unwillingness to do so and not that it was his incapability maybe she felt betrayed so that But, is why uh, don't you think it is uh, don't you think it is also on her part that she should have blamed herself more in not knowing what what entails a marriage and how you father a child or how you mother a child how you conceive a child she was unaware of it Uh, but don't I think you think you should have the person you know probably blamed her if 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 at all she has to blame anyone she should but have blamed herself that you know it's not possible for all of us to know everything even though we know there are often uh, situations where we still feel like you know what i didn't know so much about it why it is possible yeah but and this also, is something that it would have created an uproar if it was uh, the other way around if the man had forced himself on the woman then it we would have conveniently called it and very easily you know without much after thought we would have called it a marital rape and in yeah. fact the, the the problem is not the the, the lady has her own justifications it's the, it's how they represent you know that sort of a scenario instead of having a conversation uh mm-hmm. somebody who feels betrayed can come and force themselves on the other person and then gaslight them tell them that it was your fault that you did not tell me the full truth uh, that representation to tell people that that is okay because in in after after that sequence the the series does not show her in bad light it shows her as somebody who's grown up and independent and you know that's how it is portrayed she became someone of her own that's how it's shown but in my mm. head after that scene she turned into a villain in fact more villainous than the father of the duke duke of hastings you know to to do that and then to roam about as though she she was she what she did was okay in fact there's a scene where mm. uh, she realizes that you know uh, she is no not pregnant during a opera or something she goes into a room and her mother follows her and uh, they they Uh, she cries in her arms you know realizing that she is not yeah yeah 
so i think there were severe flaws in those kind of detailing because sometimes the mm. the message it sends out is not really okay um more than making a conversation it is okay to be violent with your spouse uh but i the way i saw it is that you know i just felt like maybe each one has i i agree that maybe it's not the right way to do it but i think each one has a way of uh showing it out right they are disappointed i wouldn't agree <laughs> i mm. wouldn't agree anyways uh it's uh, yeah. two different perspectives on the issue um what how what did you feel about lady whistle down her character were you was know. there any suspense for you to find out who that is definitely yes because the amount of control she has on everyone's life the amount of information she gets about anything and everyone is something very <laughs> dangerous and how much impact it creates reading a newspaper and not even uh, being aware of whether you know the facts that are mentioned are true or not people rely on her writings right whether it's good or bad it has a lot of control over how they see things so i think uh, which is why i also felt curious to know who is this person who is writing and how is she able to know everything about everything yeah what was your take on her um, i don't know i'm kind of biased on this because um i i was not really very curious to know who she is because i thought the story did not build up her character as much as it built up on the other major characters i felt that with many others actually uh, like for example uh, every other small subplot in the in the in the series they were not fully developed i mean those characters were never given scope to realize their full potential like for example uh, marina thompson and uh, you know those characters even lady whistle down for that matter only the her only voice is that yeah. that paper paper lead that's coming out and so, um uh so i was not really very enthusiastic to know who she is but uh, i felt since we since we are in the subject of lady whistle down to the the bridgerton uh, the uh, what is her name eloys bridgerton right the sister yes. of sister yeah Definitely who is enamored sister. by the character of lady whistle down and she wants to know who she is uh she even helps lady whistle down at the end right to get away from the queen's uh, guards who were trying to track her down yeah um i i find eloy's character was could have also been a little more developed than you know just superficially just telling us that she is she wants more from life her dialogues were only that you know i want more from life i want more from life and that's it i i feel uh, like for example little women there mm-hmm. are characters like uh, like eloys that have that yeah. had much more than eloys had in the show so even after like half a century we have not yet learned what uh, you know how to make a character as such you know given given little women was not was also such a popular show at that time right it's not a show yeah. movie Movies. and a book mm-hmm. yeah it was such so popular and we all adored those characters the sisters and there yeah. is there are critical references to eloise's character in in one of the sisters there 
and yet we we leave these characters that have so much depth in them could have developed to have so much depth in them let loose and you know superficially slide uh those are some things that i thought the show can improve because it was too much about romance and just that yeah. I mean, i'm not saying romance is bad romance is good we love to watch it to people finding love and all we you could have given them a little more depth to know why they fell in love and what are the situations that they're living in who are the characters uh, they interact with and how much how much of a gray person those people are yeah uh, I, what did you think about daphne per se daphne the pair did you like it their chemistry yes i did i mean it was appealing um, they're also both phenomenal as actors in a lot of situations um, whether it is being confused or being angry or having this regret of not knowing right she does cries with a mum that why didn't you tell me all of this why didn't you tell me what real marriage is like right there yeah. is a situation where she has this discussion why didn't you tell me the real issues that happen in marriage obviously like you discussed before hmm. she did feel bad about not knowing everything about what she had to know with regard to yeah, marriage yeah but that is exactly why i got angry and you know i felt annoyed when she forced herself on her husband when she knew clearly that she was the one who did not know and if at all she has to blame someone she has to blame herself or her parents who did not prepare her for the situation because in fact even about you know masturbating she f- figures it out during the the time when she met met with simon right yeah. like when they were uh, faking the courting experience right they were faking they were kind of like in an agreement um, yeah yeah to That's get true. away so she she understood even that from him and for her to even force herself after all of those narrative it's almost like that scene could have been dropped i mean it was not required at all for the storyline because nothing came out of it the baby was not born um, they were eventually they eventually came together it didn't really bother bother their relationship at the end in yeah. fact he is um, they they both of them both of them are given a happy ending by saying they you know he is okay in giving yeah. her a child <laughs> i mean yeah, i yeah. found that too much of you know that was lazy writing it was it it was how, uh, like like how in throughout the series you can see romance conquers all that is their motto and some yeah. of they had to bring that to the ending as well and some of they had to bring it a perfect ending so they just did that's how i felt but uh, yeah. you're right phoebe her name is phoebe dynavor i probably am mispronouncing her name Daphne Bridget in character she she was very powerful in certain scenes her acting yes. was really good so was simon i believe right his name yeah. is also a yeah. little hard to pronounce jean mm-hmm. page yeah. yeah but they were really phenomenal actors like i think they are most both very attractive too yeah which yes. made the chemistry quite appealing but i don't think romantically i would like them as a pair because there was no substance in how they liked each other i clearly I have that, no idea how they did i think that's got a lot to do with the characterization of how things exactly. went exactly yeah but they yes. as performers i think they did yes. very much yes. justice to the yes. roles and the characterization 
Yeah, yeah. that I think I, that is true. Correct. So what did you uh, think did, about uh, yeah. Marina Thompson? Like, you know, the cousin from Featherton family. Uh, I think Marina Thompson is that lady Anthony Bridgerton is in a relationship with, right? Not Anthony. I think the other guy, Kelvin or something. Colin. Colin Bridgerton. Colin, Colin Bridgerton. So are you talking about... Uh, the cousin, you know, who enters uh, Featherington's house, right? Uh, I don't think her name is Marina Thompson. Yeah, her name is Marina Thompson. she's a relative of okay. i think yeah, my yeah. father right, right. yeah yes 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 uh i think even she is a person of color this is this is something that i wanted to discuss before as well but let's just uh, stick to her character uh, i think uh, she she did a phenomenal job there was some different um, uh, fla- flavor to her character you know it was not the usual romance trope but i think um, again she was she didn't have a happy ending i think that's something that i re- really did not like she was waiting for her uh, love and then uh, there's too many manipulations happening and you know letters are taken away and she comes to understand she had this. a hard ride in that entire story i feel like you know yeah she and also the ending time. look at the ending given to her you know the story brought her made her go through a lot of ups and downs and at the end gave her a really stupid ending like where she has to marry her love's brother right brother's brother, brother. Yeah. but somebody who did a marital rape is given a happy ending these are things that i always i found too hard to grapple when i was watching the show but otherwise i really liked her acting got she married really good. happened right yes yes yeah uh, but i also yeah. she was powerful too there were scenes where uh, she did revolt and she did try to fight for herself but in fact she there's a scene with her uh, talking to uh, the smallest of featheringtons what's her name uh, the lady whistle down yeah penelope, penelope. featherington uh, she tells her that you know it, it sometimes you have to make choices beyond your friendship beyond your morality because there's nothing as such i have a mm-hmm. i have a child i have to secure a future i mean i have to do what i have to do she right. makes it quite amply clear that you know you don't get to judge me exactly uh, so uh, there were powerful lines there uh, in i think that is exactly why we expect a lot more from such such characters you know you when you hear these lines you want them to do something with their own life not succumb to the the societal pressure again uh because even in the story at least in last chapter last second last uh, episode you can see her rejecting the proposal of the brother right she yeah. tells him that you know it, i am not going to do that but somehow mm. in the final episode she agrees you know without any that's my problem with the show i mean without any substantial reasoning we are being fed with things that doesn't make much sense to the character which is why i think the show is quite incoherent with respect to its uh, screenplay mm. i feel ki just cooked up something and just think, focused uh, on the visual appeal same uh, you know uh, i think the similar thing happened with antony and the opera singer what did you think 
because yes. even with them it's just few dialogues and they are not together anymore it's yeah. it just ended like that so even but i, I think felt that like... was much more powerful than the uh, marina thompson case right because she finally at least got to choose what what she wanted to do with her life yeah but again she, those characters were never explored they were just shown as props i feel you know their lives had much more meaning than the 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 stupidity that was going on between simon and daphne especially simon i feel like he, uh, his character was poorly developed because his father was a villainous character i have problems with that we'll come to that later but okay. he uh, did not have a good childhood that's that's how the story is suggesting shown. right he yeah. yeah shown and uh, he finally comes to an understanding that he will never give uh, he'll never sire an heir he never father a child and yeah, this yeah. entire thing the this whole um, litany is going to end with him so that's yes. his decision and in fact it's more of like um, a childish revenge towards his dad father who did yeah. not care for him but after uh, marrying someone when he sees that there is a possibility of a good happy life he still holds on to this old things that uh, you know which are which i feel is like given the other side of him which shows him as somebody who's very progressive because he mm-hmm. kind of defends the honor of daphne to burbrook that yeah. uh, another suitor and there are other couple of instances where he seemed to be somebody who's very mature but then his inherent characters are just too immature and too childish and i True. i don't find some you know again no prop no coherence in the character you know he's just here and there in most places but and- i feel in a way isn't it nice to see that you know a person who is progressive in a lot of thing could also be very strict and uh, uh, you know very what to say closed in certain areas i mean i felt it like you nice, know but i think it's could- a little uh, realistic to because even us if you see we are not progressive in everything we do have areas where we just want to be safe and we want to stick to what we know better i think that's the way i saw his character probably his experience was so deep rooted that maybe he decided he wouldn't want to do that to anyone it could be out of fear also right maybe it could be but then the stories that we tell people these days shouldn't that have some kind of a moral not moral like something to learn from like these are things that we have heard and seen so many times over and over in our movies there you know the hero or the heroine has no grip on the life and they do stupid things like we do in our life and uh, it is glorified in some light and their partner comes to the rescue she or he sometimes you know convinces the other convinces the other to make better decisions and become a better human being and that is it and that's the end of the story what i don't understand is that this is like something that we have already seen so many times why can't we ever look at uh, heroes or heroines or lead characters minding you know figuring out their shit by themselves why don't we have such stories you know there is there is not a single scene where he takes up the onus on him to the responsibility on him to correct you know to find a solution to his problem even at so the end he doesn't want to right? right like i think i that's that's what uh, shows like probably he didn't want to which is why he didn't take any effort to think about it because he was too then if about if if, it, if that's the case yeah i get what you're saying but if that's the case then he should have probably not 
the show shouldn't have uh, probably not characterized the whole of this two chemistry between Daphne and uh, Simon as something romance conquers all title right because it did not conquer all he's still in the dark he is not willing to make a conversation he is not willing to let go of his past and embrace the future that he has with her but that's like, not how I, the show ended like right at the end yes. he did <laughs> yeah that's my problem i mean there's uh, there's no coherence if you're saying ki love conquers all and he is coming out of the dark because of the conversation she uh, you know pushed for then at least it should be that but it didn't happen now if that didn't happen then he should have been you know somebody who's there there's there is nothing to learn from those characters and they are glorified as the lead male and lead female that is my problem you know we still have fantasies of certain characters being you know the heroes in our school and college in our lives we still we always look up to them but they the life of these people that we worship as shitty as ours and we still glorify them in fact i would have agreed with you if uh, they were just shown as they are like human beings and their lives are not at the center of everything else hmm. they're just but do you, you think know, that they are the ones who want to make it the center of everything don't you think people also have a say like everything happens about them when it is written in newspapers and people read it it automatically goes a little out of their control don't you think but don't you think right now we don't have such systems or culture again that is a question on sociological aspects of how it's done and stuff like that but i'm talking with a story you know yeah the but story you're talking about, about and it's talking about an era where people are very curious about what's happening in others life and where you have uh, uh where you have like uh, it being written on newspaper and it's available for everyone to read it don't you think it automatically is available to everyone to talk but then this was not supposed to be a historical drama no this is a period drama that's uh, fictional right yeah because britain was never like that coming to the race issue it was never uh, a place at least not during the regency period it was a place where transatlantic slave trade was happening the the black people were not part of the royalty they were not even seen on the streets they were used as slaves so this was we are not talking about something that actually happened during that time this this is something completely fictionalized so when we're fictionalizing why are we not opening ourselves to possibilities of things being shown in something that you can actually learn from instead we still look into the old uh, you know constantly dealt with topics and subjects and you know somehow we are infusing them into the younger minds considering you know making them consider that this is probably how it is hmm Well, we can agree to disagree. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what else did you uh, find? What 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 are the positives of the show? What did you find really good? Um, I mean, like I said, the performance. You know, the characters, the choice of characters. I think I was pretty satisfied with the whether it is the queen or whether it is you know the mother of Daphne, the characters and uh, how they portrayed. I think that was really good. 
so the actors were really good right yeah yeah the actors were really good in the in and terms also, of and, hmm, yes mm-hmm. yeah I, also i one thing that i've noticed even in grace anatomy is that uh you can see too many number of uh, different kinds of people like you know chinese yeah. uh, asian uh, black people um you sure. know african americans all kinds of ethnic and racial backgrounds and that is something that i really love to watch in uh, shonda rhimes uh, shows and movies and i think that is something that you can see even here right yeah. even in the yes, backgrounds yes. you can see lot of people different kinds of people moving about but uh, when i say that i should also mention this that you know uh, they were completely in the background the ones who were portrayed in the front they were given bad characters like for example uh, the only villain in the show is the father of duke hastings right that guy is more black than everybody else in the in the entire show nobody is as dark as him everybody else is light skinned even the duke of hastings is light skinned he looks more or less like a european right he has the features of a european um but there are characters like the queens um hmm. the charlotte charlotte yes. queen yeah. charlotte her she is also light skinned but she has more of uh, these african american features right features. yeah yeah but the the problem with the show is that what i found too many people who had actually features and color of the the other racial communities they were shown in bad light they were not given enough dialogues to express what they were seeing or feeling um the, the only I, lead character hmm, yeah but i really don't know if we should really look at it in that aspect that it is only because of their race that they were given that particular role or character what if the character see, itself the was designed see, I, with yeah okay continue no i meant that what if the character itself was designed uh, with certain limitations and in order to make sure that you know everything else in the story is balanced because, i mean I, it's I, just I my opinion a, no i i can give you an answer for that because there are a couple of things i can tell you in defense like for example um look at the characters like um uh the father of duke of hastings now we all know that the people who have immigrated to us uk or any other developed countries from these lesser developed countries like the developing countries like india included when they mm-hmm. go there their parents always tell them to work twice as hard to to get paid half as much as the others it's something that we all all know like even in india we know that the class division right the rich and the poor and the middle class we are always told by our parents to work too much so that we com- overcompensate for the other uh, luxuries and privileges that we don't have yeah now duke of hastings ka father also probably we, we we as asians we know that probably that is the reason why he had too much expectation from from the guy in fact even in episode 4 as i told you before in our before the conversation before i told you ki there's a scene between lady danbury and uh, simon lady danbury mm-hmm. tells simon ki there you know we we were two different separate societies we were separated by great walls now yeah. we have gotten an opportunity to be the royalty now let's not lose it for your you know uh, laziness or irresponsibility or immaturity take the chance seize the opportunity is what she is trying to tell her so it is yes. the show is suggesting that you know there is there was a racial divide 
and yet it showed the father of duke of hastings in really bad light without any justification for his actions right in fact there could have been a couple of scenes which suggested that you know the father of duke of hastings was so pressured by the racial um, uh, you know uh, divide and when that was also shown i mean even that pressure wasn't shown right was it shown? yeah it was not it was not so we the show somehow villainized the father without giving any justification and on the yeah. flip side the white lady the lady 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 featherington also is somebody who is portrayed in the negative shade right but towards yes, the end yes. of the show you can clearly see some justification given to her like for example the marina thompson character uh, she asks the lady featherington how did you survive a marriage without love for 20 years yes and she says sometimes you just do it and you just have to yeah. do it and you will do it too so yeah. people of color are not given any justification for the the kind of negative shade they are um, given to to go about but the white people the only white person in the entire show who had some negative shade is given the redemption to you know to come up with a justification for their actions i find that something that should be taken care of at least from now on we know too much about these things and yet our stories tell the same damn story that we all want to change because black people are not minority anymore they are human yeah. beings and we got to respect that yeah and uh, beauty standards as well right like daphne is the considered the diamond of the season as True. there were no other person in the community who was uh, you know who who was as flawless as her these kind of narratives send out a very bad message that you know you have to look a certain way be a certain way to be you know recognized i feel these things have to be more carefully uh, written and narrated uh, forget good or bad but it definitely sends a very strong image you know that which yes. you cannot change easily exactly. it sets a lot of parameters that if you're like this then you're considered beautiful and perfect and flawless because even till the end the other three sisters right penelope and other two sisters from the featherington they found it really hard to find a suitable match exactly. they were also yeah. shown in a very bad light correct exactly yeah in fact colin uh, the the colin bridgerton whom penelope had some interest in yes. doesn't even notice her right she seems they... to be sweating and panting in his presence and yet he doesn't notice her but then daphne bridgerton gives an expressionless face and simon notices her i mean i don't understand what what kind of narration is that yeah but uh, i i just wonder sometimes could it also be that maybe he never saw her in that light that's why he was not able to catch it i don't know See, maybe it is so but why are these people not seeing these people is my question you know why why are our beauty standards so set on stone and rock that people have forgotten to understand that we this this whole idea is just flawed that we have to give people their own space because penelope has no other suitor the show, story did not show her with any other option this was her only yeah. option it showed her yeah. in really bad light as though she is desperate I mean, these kind of narratives have to change, don't you think? Because there are so many people who don't have love in their life, and they think it is their fault. True, true. That is true. Yes. And I think uh, because the... of that, she even had, uh, you know, what to say, a different uh, 
space with Marina yes. Thompson with yes, her yes. because she was having uh, some liking towards Colin. Hmm. Yeah. That that is when you truly understand how much she wanted him, and that if he's gone, then she will be really out of options. Or yes. Although there was some redemption for her because she was Lady Whistledown. She is considered again somebody who's witty and you know, with too much wisdom and too much you know um, vision in life, because she is somebody who has an alternate life to the ones that are shown. But again, that was some again a lazy writing. I would say. I mean, she could have been given some. some redemption in the life that she is living in because in reality things are not like as exactly. bad as it shown right because people who don't look like daphne also have life it's not like yeah. they're desperate for <laughs> yeah and also something uh, another thing since we talk talking about witty and wisdom lady danbrika character i i feel she did a tremendously good job right there was a scene yes. where she talks to simon when she's small when he's small and she says oh, there's a scene where she, she is describing to him how her life was when she was small and that she was in dark too that uh, she yeah. felt that the world outside is scary so she turned herself into this frightening person so that the the world outside would be scared of her and not the other way around i felt yeah. those those script those that those writings were really good i was really hoping for something better to come out of it later on but nothing did because i feel have you seen in most other series as well asian people or african american these women characters are given this extraordinary bold tone as though yeah that I is the seen. only way they can be portrayed either they have to be like completely domicile and they they're docile and they don't know what is going on they to you know um or they are too masculine or they too bold and witty and they know exactly what they want in life that's true <laughs> which of it like all of it is not true all the time because not exactly. everyone is that bold and not everyone is that hard hearted that no matter what you do they can just exactly. you know take in yeah. these things and the opposite on the other hand like white people and the more uh, you know uh, fair skinned people are considered to be more delicate and they're shown in that light like for example daphne's character she's a whiny cry baby in the entire show and she's glorified she's this person, right i i feel it just too much i mean somebody who's going to get married doesn't know what is going to happen after that is just sad and stupid but i don't know if we should entirely blame it on her but did did she actually have that source to talk to people or no what i'm saying is she is shown in that light but marina thompson is shown as somebody who went out for love and got got herself pregnant yeah. the same age group two different yes. people of two different ethnicities shown in two different light there's not even a single other person of color who's also like her no there is not so we are trying to tell people ki people who are of like person of color people of color they are with a different mindset and the ones who are uh, from a fair skin background and community they are more delicate and pure and uh, innocent you know these kind of narratives can mess up your head and we got to change it this this we have heard and seen so many times over the past few decades or centuries in our hmm. books media right yeah yeah i think that's it 
so I think uh, we need to also discuss about the mother character, right? Daphne Bridgerton's yeah. yes. or the Bridgerton's mother. Uh, so according to me, I feel like she's a little bit, you know, maybe uh, someone who is very, what to say, not confident or someone who is too desperate to give her children a better life, but has also forgotten to teach them the necessary yeah. skills that they need for survival, right? Like in the case of yeah. Daphne, she never really got the real scenario of how her life is going to turn out to be. Yes, yes. But she's always been like, oh, God, with love, everything can be, you know, exactly. sorted out or stuff that are very flowery. Yeah. So, but I think that... after Daphne uh, confronts her mom about it, uh, even her mom actually uh, rectifies that mistake with Eloise, right? She tells her, right, in a scene, if you're not ready, yeah. we can we can delay this like a couple of years. But definitely it costed one person's Yeah, uh, exactly life yeah. for another person to get benefit yeah. but i yeah i was really expecting that these were the lessons that her mother would actually tell her rather than all the time exactly. feeding her with flowery things and in fact even avoiding certain things right yeah avoiding and doing unnecessary things that's why i said you know the narrative completely all the dialogues were happening most of them were happening during the balls <laughs> i don't understand you know there is a life beyond that that happens like maybe before ball or after the ball before the party or after the party when these people would be sitting together to have lunch and dinners or maybe they and are I in their own room doing their thing and I also felt like maybe for Daphne it was a little too much of a pressure to find the right person don't you think like yeah I guess maybe so. because of a beauty and also because of a mother and brother trying to find the right match I think it was a also too the much fact that she's pressure. the eldest Yes. Yeah. And uh, since we're talking about uh, characters, like I think Burbuk, the, the suitor that yeah, came yeah. for Daphne, we should talk about him. He was shown in very ugly light, right? He immediately yeah. she repulsed for him. Like you know, she he she he came up with a proposal, and she was like, "I need to find a way out of this," without even knowing him. It even, was almost. Uh... He, I, I also felt. I'm sorry to say this, but even he was someone who was also being too desperate, not giving that space or anything. He was always no, behind her. That, the fact that she is somebody who is like that. He, she is desperate too to find a part. She is desperate to find a partner too, but desperate to find a partner too. But then when Burbrook, somebody who's ugly, who is doing the same character as her. like the male side of her she you know rejects him repulsed by him immediately without even having a conversation it kind of showed again this disparity of uh, beauty and pretty you know the value that is given in the society and by her yeah but i just felt the other way around even he was not being calm enough to like you know have a conversation or something i just see i know like we know was... that know that only from the later scenes with him there are yeah. some aspects to him that are creepy because he eventually just says you know you just have to marry me and stuff like that but yeah. in the starting when she felt repulsed by him there was no justification for that right the first mm. scene where he talk comes and talks to her in a uh, in a drink setting like she is taking a drink 
he also is having his drink and he comes over and he starts a conversation she immediately had to find a way out of the situation so that's how she somehow manages to convince simon to talk to her because also, she wanted to avoid bobrak another thing if you haven't forgotten is that he already makes an arrangement with his elder brother that me you know, after that me after that yeah but maybe after knowing this it could have also added more right like no she's the we understand that but then that those are story ka problems like you know how certain things are taken and maybe his character flaw but then but before before that in the first few scenes of their engagement two people mm-hmm. talking she showing yeah. her reaction and then we glorifying her for her you know being what she is even after yeah. that that is not okay because he's in the first scene he's characterized as somebody who's ugly for for a very we know that for a fact but he i'm not <laughs> saying he's ugly i'm not saying he's ugly i'm just yeah. the character was portrayed, portrayed as, as ugly because she clearly repels she feels a repulsion seeing him and she finds a way out to talk to somebody and she goes directly to the most handsome man in the in the in the, in the whole party in that assignment but i don't think that was by chance right it happened accidentally they both dash and then she yeah but story when it comes to story it is nothing is by chance or accident it was put there to show two different men contrasting yeah, different yeah. men one ugly the other one handsome and unavailable see but the what are the two contrasts of this these two characters burbrook is desperate and ugly uh simon yeah. is masculine arrogant and unavailable uh, yeah. I, i just don't get it you know why do we have to typeify people like this even simon for that matter i feel his characterization is just typical it's a stereotype that you know the handsome attractive men are the ones who try to show themselves as somebody who's unavailable and uh, too masculine for that matter for example the boxing scenes with him and the will guy right will montrich he goes yeah, to yeah. only place he has a conversation is a boxing ring that's just too too typical and probably something that we can all change and you can't have a too typical uh, and those two typical elements are the ones that make others you know especially the girls get attracted is how <laughs> it's probably but we got to change things to show people that you know healthy relationships can be glorified and unhealthy ones can be discarded yeah and is there any healthy relationship you can see around among the characters i don't um, know if there was any show? healthy relationship that was shown among the, the show characters. you mean yeah yeah in the show okay um not really not really right yeah maybe the relationship between penelope and eloys maybe you can say to some extent oh yes they had a beautiful relationship i feel i think that is something that you can put it off shots but that's all i don't think there are any other significantly you know no to her the relationship and i also feel like maybe those two are the only characters who also question a little bit yes. and just accepting everything so which is why i also agree now that maybe, maybe characters like that should also be developed a little bit to know the exactly. other side of yeah exactly. 
maybe instead of focusing on too many things that we have already seen maybe the story should focus more on people whom we have not explored yet like for example yeah. eloise and penelope and there's so many others marina thompson and that cena character whom the anthony uh, bridgerton falls yes. in love with the opera singer yes. and yeah. there is the uh, the the artist guy and the colin uh, bridgerton who is the artist from their family who wants to be an artist like you know he goes and joins an artist house and his uh, relationship also with that artist's wife if i'm not yes. wrong that it was somewhat like i thought it was it's going to be a little progressive to watch but then it was cringy i mean yeah it, i saw a video couple of videos which reviewed bridgerton and then uh, especially about this race baiting they called it queer baiting you know to show certain aspects of queer community just just so that you know to tell people you know marketing tactics just to get people to watch a show telling them you know your lives are also part of the part of the narrative but it was just that i i felt really i think it's almost like utilizing you telling you that you know we've taken into consideration your life too but then they don't talk about it after that it's just one scene and a very cringy scene hmm yeah i guess today we had a nice chat yeah it was good it was it was good i so think overall, we also covered you... a lot yes uh, like you said overall... there certainly uh, certain areas where uh, maybe you know on script level could have worked a little bit like i would be really excited to uh, see more of penelope and eloise yeah also the characters like the people of color when they are utilized maybe we should not put them in the background just like you know embellishments or you know decorative items but rather put them in the forefront and sh- tell their story too like they're human beings because that's what the the whole show i thought at least wanted to portray that you know all all of them were human being irrespective of their caste race religion whatever all the differences it was so beautiful to see that especially in the posters like if if you noticed most posters had equal number of white and black and people of yeah. color it was nice to see that you know it, but i felt there was some discrimination when it came to giving them dialogues and giving them you know space to narrate their stories and i mm. think those things have to be changed at least in the upcoming seasons for it to be successful so are you looking forward to season 2 um to see if they actually have taken the <laughs> uh, criticisms and done Which a better job yes <laughs> you are looking yes. forward but yeah, not as too. much as i did before uh, you know when i watched the bridget and i was really hopeful to see something you know fresh hmm now yeah. maybe this is a first first step in the second step we might see it they can always do better i think the second season i don't know i just read it somewhere that it could be a little bit about queen charlotte and her journey and everything so let's see yes touch wood <laughs> yeah okay that was good so um would you recommend the show to 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 the viewers to whoever Definitely. is watching or listening to them i yeah, think people I would... should watch it and uh, see if you know this actually made sense yeah or they have different opinions i think people should watch it it's a nice show i wouldn't agree <laughs> but anyways <laughs> okay cool then so thank you everyone just um, if you get some time do watch the show and 
and also really sorry if you have any uh, voice related issues or clarity we are definitely trying our best to bring out good quality but do excuse us for the inconvenience caused thank yeah. you and hope you have enjoyed see you thank you bye bye